I'm recording this 29th of September 2021. Global Day of Code is coming up 12th and 13th of November and maybe you want to run your own Code Treat. What kind of skills would you need to do that? Hi, my name is Peter Kofler. I'm the Code Cop. Obviously, I'm fanatic about clean code and for many years I tried hard to develop quality software. Eventually, I had to change my motto to developing quality software developers. In this podcast, I will answer questions about facilitation, hosting and participation of coded reads or any kind of hands-on session in general. If you have any questions regarding your coded read, please send me an email or leave a comment. So what kind of skills does a facilitator need? This answer is based on a blog post by Irene De Nicolo, organizer of the Munich JavaScript Code Treat, and she gave a list of several skills that I want to discuss. First is you need to be able to speak in public. Well, obviously, but depending on the size, doesn't have to be a big crowd. So it could be just five to six people, then it's not really like speaking in public. Next, you should know TDD well enough to give the introduction talk. This is true if you feel like you can give an introduction about test-driven development, but you don't have to. Of course, you should know TDD, especially from the practical point of view, because you might want to uh, comment on um, participants' work or at least help them in certain way, but then it's also possible to um, facilitate a coder trade without being a coder. See episode 12, where I talked with Oliver about uh, his perspective. You should have attended at least one or two coder trades, so you know how the day runs and you know the kind of event. I totally agree, and I talked about that, so see episode 32 for first-time facilitators. You should have some experience in pair programming. At least you need to be able to spot anti-patterns like keyboard huggers. So because we want the inclusive environment and people need to collaborate to improve the learning, you need to be able to spot these kind of things. You should have watched Corey Haynes' introduction video, see episode 16 and 18 of this podcast. And you should have expertise to ask deep questions to the attendees for the retros. Now, the retros are sometimes a bit tricky. I will uh, talk in different episodes what kind of tricks we could use. It's really hard to understand people's code in just a few minutes. Some of us are really skilled doing that, others are not. So if you don't uh, understand the code immediately, you can just focus on certain things like the constraints. So if they do test-driven development and they have no tests yet. Maybe something is wrong. Don't need to read the code to see that. I do recommend to practice the exercise game of life a couple times up front if you haven't been to any code retreats. See episode 23 if it is required to solve the game of life because it will give you some hints how you can support the participants. I think the most important thing is the passion for what we are doing. It's the emotions and feeling for the day and, and the practice. The final thing on the day is the closing retrospective, which 
can be tricky for technical people because we are not used to talking or running retrospectives. So maybe that needs some experience. Also for the upcoming Global Day of Cottagerit, maybe you are looking for a new exercise. There are other exercises to use, but Game of Life is the classic. See episode 10, why Game of Life is the classic. Because Game of Life has a lot to offer. It has a rich domain we can talk about. Like it has cells and, and uh, universe. It has design elements, the universe or the grid. It has rules, it has cells, neighbors, it has a topology. It has an algorithm and it has data structure to support this algorithm with operations on it. And it supports various requirements changes that we already know, like we can change the data structure using multidimensional universe or using multi-species. We can change the rules to the algorithm using vampire or zombie cells. We can change the topologies or the structure of the cells themselves, like using the hex life or the wormholes. So it's a very, very rich exercise. And for something to be similar nice and suited for the coded read, it would have to be a larger exercise with all these different aspects inside. So first, here are some exercises that we tried that are not so great. Like rock, paper, scissors, the game, it has rules and it has signs, so it's in a way similar, but it's too small, it's not that rich. Another one would be the task list, which is more like uh, a real-world application. The task list has CRUD operations, so it has a data structure and there's operations on it, but it has no algorithm. And it would need some progressive requirements, other than adding more features to that. And also requirement changes. I'm not aware of interesting requirement changes for there. One of the really good exercises that could be used in a coded read is the Mars rover. Because the Mars rover has movement, it has a compass, it has a parsing of commands, it's like the remote control, it has the commands themselves. So that's a pretty rich domain, also nice to talk about. See episode 9 of the podcast where I talk more about the Mars rover. I have also used uh, the Snake or Nibbles game. It's also like Tron, uh, the light cycle race is a variant of that because it has coordinates, it has a tail, it has directions, there is a death algorithm for scoring, uh, it has variants on it, like uh, how fast does the snake grow and so on. So this is uh, also very nice, see episode 9. Pac-Man as a game is possible, it's fairly large. Again, it has a domain, it has maze, walls, it has ghosts, it has directions, it has scorings, it has fruits, it has like the change for the ghost, so that, that has a lot of stuff in it. And recently, I have used a theater kata. More specific, I would call it, it's a theater ticket reservation. So it's about seats in a theater. And it has like the layout of the seats, which is a complicated data structure in a way. It has the seats themselves, like they are free or taken. It has price ranges. It can do automatic suggestions. It has rules to fill the seats. So I found that was pretty similar in the complexity and richness to the game of life. 
So if you're looking for a new exercise for your upcoming global day, maybe try the theater ticket suggestion. I will put the link on the notes. Or if you want to go with something more tried, that would be Mars Rover. Or maybe just stay with the game of life. Because, as I said in the beginning, it's the classic. That is all for this episode. I'm Peter Kovler and I wish you luck with your next code retreat or hands-on workshop. If you have any questions regarding your code retreat, please send me an email or leave a comment. I'm looking forward to hear from you how your event went. Code retreats are awesome. Let's have more of them.